Welcome, my name is Michael Aceta. I'm the founder of Matador Canine Brilliance and author of the Dog Training Cheat Codes. You're listening to the Acknowledged Dogs Podcast. It isn't your dog's fault. It just isn't. Whatever your dog did, I promise you it's not their fault. Okay? It couldn't be their fault. couldn't possibly be their fault. But maybe it is. Maybe they're being too stubborn. Maybe they're being you know, too pushy. Right? Maybe that's just their temperament. Maybe that's their character. Maybe they're an aggressive dog. Maybe it's their breed. Most likely not. I hope I have your attention right now. If you are starting to think about, well, yeah. My dog is a particular breed, and yeah, they they are stubborn. Okay. Does that stop you from training and teaching them what your expectation is? Does that stop you from working with them? Because I know plenty of people that it does. It stops people from working with their dog because they just chalk it up, and that's how my dog is. And they blame their dog for their dog's poor behavior. They blame their dog. If you listen to the last episode, we talked about placators and taking on the blame. Now we're going to be talking about putting the blame on your dog, which happens way more often than you think. Individuals blame their dogs when they don't understand that their dog doesn't intentionally do things wrong on purpose. I have heard it time and time again, and maybe you even said it. I said it back in the beginning when I started learning about dogs. My dog's being spiteful. You know, they they knew it would irritate me, so they did it anyway. They know they're not supposed to be on the couch, and they peed on the couch, and it's their fault because they did it. That's not why they peed on the couch. That's not why they had an accident. That's not why they destroyed your furniture. That's not why they broke out the window. It is not your dog's fault. Rather, you are blaming them. And if you are doing this, I guarantee it's not only your dog that you're doing this to. You will blame other things in your life. I'll tell you a personal story. We just moved apartments. We have this beautiful, nice apartment now. We got two giant rooms so my two-year-old son can have his own room. We have this beautiful kitchen, this large living room. Yeah, it, it, It's really a wonderful change in our life. But our previous apartment was not this nice. It was crooked. It was on the side of a mountain or a hill. And there was only one in and out. It was a a dead-end road, which bothered me. It was crooked. Uh, You know, everything was kind of thrown together last minute for the apartment complex. One of the walls didn't have any insulation, and it was an outside wall. So someone had to come in, rip apart that entire wall, and put the insulation up. There was no closets in that space. Uh, one of the bedrooms was the size of a closet, and that was supposed to be my son's room, but it turned out to be my office. If you've seen any of my videos where the, the room with the very poor lighting, that was my office. If you're a member of Matador University and um, you've seen the backdrop that I had, that was in the office. And it doesn't look like it because I, I spent a lot of time and energy trying to make it look as professional as possible. By the way, if you want to become a member of Matador University, which is an online collection of courses, 
you can try a 14-day free trial. I'm going to have the link in the description of the episode here. 14-day free trial to Matador University. Head over to matadorcanine.com. So from that apartment, just the, the blaming that I put on the apartment for not being able to do certain things. That's a personal you know, uh, issue that I had. Now that we're in this new apartment, I can take a completely different look on it. Right? Once you're in that situation, until someone knocks you out of it, says, hey, you know, this is what you're doing, and that's what this episode is about. I'm trying to change your mindset here. I'm trying to help you realize what you might be doing subconsciously. And I was doing it subconsciously in the last apartment. I blamed that apartment for certain things. I blamed that apartment for being messy because the apartment was messy. The apartment had like stains on the wall and it would never looked clean because everything was crooked and the windows didn't work and they didn't have screens so I couldn't open the window because then bugs would come in. I didn't take responsibility for that apartment. Sure, the apartment was clean to a certain extent. I didn't let, you know, things pile up. But there was a certain level of, well, this is just how this apartment is. And it's a terrible apartment. And, you know, it'll all be better when we move. People do this with their dogs. Well, this is just how my dog is. The next time I get a dog, I'm not going to get the same breed. This is my, my dog is just like this. They are stubborn. They are rude. They are pushy. You're blaming your dog when instead you should be training your dog. For me, what could I have done in that last apartment? Could I have contacted the landlord and said, hey, you know, we got to do something about this? Could I have moved sooner? Absolutely. What, what could I have done? Plenty of things. And I can only see that now looking back on it. Because now the apartment that we do have is 10 times better. And I'm like, okay, clearly it wasn't the apartment. It was me. I should have controlled where we lived, where we moved to, how fast we moved, how clean everything was, right? I could go on and on and on. Same thing works for your dog. So you don't blame your dog. Okay, I believe that dogs do not intentionally cause problems. Why would they? They're opportunists. They want to find the best possible way to do something. And in fact, all training is, is teaching your dog the best way to possibly do something. Training in general is finding the best possible way to do something. If you were going to train to do anything, you're going to train to be an Olympian. You're going to find the best possible way to do something. You're not going to go the extra mile to make it harder on yourself. right? You're going to find the most smooth movements, effective movements. If you're going to be a sprinter, you're going to find a way to have the most perfect form you could possibly have. And then you're going to work on the speed and all that kind of stuff. Same thing goes with your dog. Why, why would they do something that isn't going to produce a positive outcome for them? If they know, just, let, just let's go for example. You say, okay, well, my dog pees on the couch and it's spiteful. Right? They peed on the couch. It's their problem. I'm blaming the dog for peeing on the couch. Why would they pee on the couch if they know it makes you upset? makes no sense right oh well you know i didn't feed them early enough and so they peed that would not get them food faster it wouldn't if anything it'd make you more upset which then delays food because now you have to go through the whole process of emotion anger figuring out what the hell they wanted 
and then finally feeding them. Wouldn't it be better for them to bring you a food bowl? Of course it would. You'd go, oh, you guys are hungry. But they don't know how to do that. And if they don't know how to do that, they can't do it. See, my dogs know how to bring me their food bowl and their water bowl. So if they're thirsty, they bring me the water bowl. If they're hungry, they bring me the food bowl. And I'll fill it up for them. If I'm too busy running around doing 800 things, and I don't realize that it's past the usual time they eat dinner, they'll bring me their food bowl. Typically they don't, because they're like, okay, we, we know dad. He's going to feed us eventually. He's never missed, right? So we'll wait a little bit. And they're very patient dogs, because we've trained the patience. If I were to say, oh, they're very patient, that's just their temperament. Well, can I control that? Can I control their patience? Can I teach them how to be more patient? A lot of us, unless you have kids, you forget that you had to learn all of this stuff too. My two-year-old son knows nothing as it relates to human constructs and the complexities of living in society. He knows nothing. He's a two-year-old. He's going to be three in October, but he's still a two-year-old in my mind, right? So if I were to blame him, for yelling at me at the store. Hey, why are you yelling at me? What are you doing? Right? And I got mad at him and I blame him. Hey, you, you got to stop doing that. We're in the store. But he needs to be changed. But he can't say that. Oh, now aren't I the jerk? Right. So instead, what do I teach my son? Tell me when you need to be changed. Yeah, it took a while. But now he comes up to me and he said, Dad, I need a new diaper. Great, now we can go change a diaper. Super simple. Makes my life easier. Makes him more comfortable. And creates a stronger relationship because he's communicating with me. So you got to communicate with your dog. You can't just blame them. If I'm going to blame my dog for everything, I might as well have a stuffed animal. And put all my responsibilities on them. Hey, you didn't pay your taxes. It's my dog's fault. They were supposed to do my taxes. Right? Your dog ripped up the couch. Oh, it's my dog's fault. Why would you do that? It's not going to be productive. And this is what we're going to get to in the next couple of days. I'm going over these different mindsets that dog owners and trainers have. Trainers have these mindsets too. And what the ultimate goal should be. The best dog trainers in the world have this mindset. And the best dog owners in the world have this mindset. Not blaming. A different mindset we're going to get to in a couple of episodes. So I want you guys to stay tuned. Stay listening to these episodes. Listen to the podcast. Make sure you subscribe to it and follow it so that you get notified when the next episode is out. You're not going to want to miss this. Last episode, we talked about placators. Today, we're talking about a blamer. You're blaming your dog. I want you to think about in your life where you're blaming your dog because everybody does it. Everybody blames their dog for something at some point, some reason. I do it. If I'm having a stressed out day, I don't take my stress and frustration out on my dog, but I blame them for a second. Like, what are you doing? And then I remember, hey, you know, I didn't train them not to do that. Or there's something else in the environment. For example, my dog Hawk doesn't want to be where he just went to the bathroom. He wants no part of it. He will do everything in his power to get away from it. So if after he goes to the bathroom, he runs away and pulls on the leash, it's not because he has the zoomies. It's not because he's being a jerk. It's not because he wants to pull me and take my off balance so I accidentally step in the poop right which could happen and then what you blame your dog ah oh, they wanted me to step in the poop 
No, they didn't. They're right. I know Hawk wants no part of being near his business. He wants to do it and get away. He's a very clean dog. He wants everything very, very clean. He doesn't even like stepping in puddles half the time. And that's something I've trained on him. Okay, we can do obedience in puddles now because there's emergency situations where I don't want to have to be chasing after my dog in the rain. I'd much rather have them listen. But if I blame my dog, say, oh, well, you know, they just never got used to the rain. They never got used to the puddles. Is it my dog's fault? Or is it my fault for not doing enough outside in the rain or in puddles? Another one I hear all the time is my dog doesn't like the crate. They hate the crate. Okay. What have you done to make them like the crate? Oh, they just don't like it. I understand. But what have you done to make them like the crate? Or to help them like the crate? Or to make the crate a positive experience? No, my dog just hates the crate. They don't like it. I, I understand they don't like it. But we're not talking about the solution here. The solution should be, what can we do to make your dog like the crate? Or how can we help your dog like the crate? It's not your dog's fault. My, my dog doesn't like the crate. Okay. How can we help them like the crate? My dog doesn't walk nice on leash. Okay. How can we get them to walk nice on leash? You see the pattern here? So I want you to think in your life, what does your dog do? My dog doesn't wait for food. They're not very good at it. Okay, how can we get them to wait for food? This is the mindset I think about everything with. Everything with. If I don't know how to do something, I'm not going to beat myself up over it. I'm going to go learn how to go do it. For example, I just had to fix my chair. This is another blaming incident that once we moved to the new apartment, I fixed. Last apartment, I got a desk, a nice wooden desk, and I got a wooden chair. And the legs of the chair kept coming loose. The, the cross bars between the legs of the chair kept slipping out. And I'd have to get out of the chair, I'd have to bang it back in, and I'd sit back down and get back to work. I blamed the chair. Stupid chair. I'm just going to wait until I get a new chair. This chair's stupid. I don't like this chair. It's uncomfortable. It doesn't stay put together. It's going to fall apart one day. I'm going to sit in it. I'm going to fall on my butt. We move to the new apartment. I start being more productive in my workspace because I have a, a well-organized workspace now. And I decided, you know what? What am I doing? I can fix the chair. So I grab some glue. I grab some screws. And I made the chair more solid than ever because I took responsibility over the chair, not just the fact that the chair was broken. I didn't blame the chair anymore. Why would I keep blaming the chair? Now, just like with being a placator and taking the blame for yourself, I want you to think about what happens in your life when someone accuses you of something. When they wrongfully accuse you, not just accuse you, but wrongfully accuse you of something. Do you divert that that pressure onto something else? Do you divert that pressure onto something else? If I told you, hey, why aren't you working with your dog? I blatantly said, why aren't you working with your dog? But you are working with your dog. Why aren't you working with your dog? I can see you're not working with your dog. Are you going to blame something else instead of taking on the responsibility of being like, yeah, you know, I'm working with my dog, but I'm not working with them enough. I'm not working with them enough. That would be a placator. A blamer would say, I work with my dog. They're just not learning. They're just not getting it. 
I'm doing all this effort and they're just not getting it. That's a blamer. You are blaming your dog. They're not getting it. They're not understanding. They're stupid. They don't like treats. They don't like toys. They only pay attention when I yell. That doesn't help your dog. And that doesn't help you in the long run. If it did, everyone would do it. Professional trainers would do it. Amazing dog owners would do it. But they don't. The only people who blame are those who aren't taking responsibility, any responsibility whatsoever for themselves, and have dogs that are out-of-control disasters. If you have an out-of-control disaster dog, and I said, hey, what have you done this past week to work with your dog? And you say, oh, well, you know, I got a lot of work this week, haven't really been home, the dog's not really focused on food anyway, you're blaming all those other things. You're blaming work, you're blaming your dog, you're blaming the fact that you have a busy schedule instead of trying to find a solution. If you just took a few minutes and went, okay, well, how can I solve this? How can I work with my dog more? Do I have to do five minutes every morning before I get ready for work? Do I have to do 10 minutes right when I come home? What do I got to do? And we're going to get to the solution in a couple of episodes. But you can't be a blamer. Blaming doesn't help. Blaming just diverts all of your attention and your energy and the pressure being put on you to something else. And if you blame something else, you can't fix it because you don't have control over that something else. If you blame your dog, you don't have control over your dog, which means you can do nothing about it. If I blame the government for all my problems, I can't change anything about it. If I say, hey, the government's supposed to work for me, the government's supposed to help me, right? The government's supposed to be a liaison for all of my wants and needs and opinions, then I can do something about it. I can reach out to my senator or whatever. But if I blame them, ah, oh, man, the government's the reason the gas prices are so high. Well, do I have a solution to solve the gas price problem? No. But if I took the responsibility and said, okay, how can I solve the gas price problem? And if right now you're listening to this many moons later, gas right now in some places is 6 $7 a gallon. Maybe it'll go up by the time you're listening to this. But a couple of months ago, it was like 2 $3 a gallon. So it's very dramatic in a couple of months. So do I just blame the government? Well, it's their fault. Or do I take responsibility and say, okay, I'm going to come up with a plan and I'm going to present it to my senator and they're going to go present it to their person and it's just going to keep going up the chain of command until we actually fix it. We actually do something about it. If I'm going to blame my dog... And say, well, my dog's a Belgian Malinois. They're going to bite me. I knew this when I got the dog. Maybe your dog has a predisposition to be mouthy. right? I'm not going to say that genetics does not play a role, at least a small role, in your dog's temperament and behavior. However, that does not mean you can excuse your dog's poor behavior. You can't let them bite people. You're right? Like, I've heard this time and time again with people's dogs. Oh, well, I have a German Shepherd. They're just vocal. You're absolutely right. Are you going to let them bark because they're a German Shepherd? Oh, I have a Husky. You know, they're designed to, to pull. So I didn't even train them to walk on leash. That's not how that works. I have plenty of clients with Huskies who have amazing heel work. Heel work, right? The dog's right next to you. Amazing heel work. And it's because they did not blame their dog. They did not blame the dog's genetics. They did not blame the, the dog's upbringing. 
They just said, okay, how can I make this happen? How can I get my dog to walk nice next to me? And maybe they had to try a little harder than everybody else. Maybe a, a lab was super easy. And people still blame their lab. Oh, you know they're a lab. They're goofy. Okay, that doesn't mean they can't be serious. They can't win titles. It doesn't mean they can't be amazing agility dogs. There is a certain level of blaming that is good. And we will get to that in a couple of episodes. I want you guys to listen to all of these episodes. And when we get to that last episode, everything is going to be put together. It's all going to click and go, oh my goodness. But you have to understand Placator and Blamer first. And the next two. You have to understand these four before we can get to the fifth satire mode is what it's called. So make sure you guys are following the podcast. Make sure you guys are listening for the next couple of episodes. Put on the notifications on your phone. I don't want you to miss this. If you can, if you can grasp this concept, you will be light years ahead of everybody else in your neighborhood with their dog. If you're doing competitions, you're going to be light years ahead of everybody else in the competition because you're going to have the right mindset and you're going to be able to understand what's going wrong, where your head is, and where your head needs to be in order to work with your dog effectively. Thank you guys for listening today. If you have questions, comments, concerns, or good dog training jokes, I'd love to hear them. Follow us on social media, and I'll see you guys next time.